What's going on, everyone? And welcome to episode number 113 of the TXR podcast. I am your ambassador of Christmas cheer, Invader, and I am super excited to get into tonight's topics. We're inching closer to the new year, and the industry news just doesn't want to die down. But before we dive into the topics, let me introduce the ever-festive panel. And Megatron, uh, you dangling mistletoe over there? <laughs> Me first. Huh? No, no mistletoe, just uh, dangling kids. <laughs> Ready to get the show on the road. What's up, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> Centurion, the other one of Santa's reindeer. How are you doing? Wow, I didn't know I classified as one of Santa's reindeer, but I'm doing good. <laughs> yeah, Centaurian. Oh, there we go. That, yeah, that works. <laughs> now, am I going to be one of those ones? Invader got the like jokes that? tonight. I know, right? Being <laughs> roasted. Oh, don't you know what? I got more coming. <laughs> All right. Southbound, any chance of you spiking the eggnog tonight? Always, always. But eggnog, no. It's, it, down here in L.A., we we still drinking jungle juice. <laughs> What's oh, going down, the, people? The How's everybody doing this beautiful weekend? Like the, yeah, the hood juice, ghetto juice. <laughs> hood juice. <laughs> we already know. Well, yeah, you know, getting ready to hop in this uh, convo. You know, want to talk some some gamage. Yeah, man, definitely. Jeremy, how's everyone's favorite gaming Grinch doing tonight? What's up? Guys, ready for Christmas? What is your answer? <laughs> oh <laughs> shit! Bah humbug, Mister Bot himself. <laughs> Jeremy down. Everybody's been sick here. I'm feeling under the weather myself. Mm. Again? So Weren't you just sick like two again. weeks ago? Dude, well, once, okay, once my kids get sick, that's it. Everyone else gets sick here. My yeah. man, I can relate to you a thousand percent with that. Right? I, I, one thing right? last week, this week is something else right now. Everyone's <laughs> coughing. They're barking like seals, this cough they have. Well, over here they have the stomach flu, the twenty-four hour bug, where it just hits you and you throw up, and yeah, yeah, definitely. They're not, they're not used to that Montana weather. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely something in the air over there. I don't know what it is, Jeremy, but uh, gotta be careful. It's called boredom. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the way, just the way I like it, boredom. It gives me it gives me an excuse to play video games that for sure. So, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. And shock, I see you uh, tiptoeing in. How's the stocking stuffing going, bud? Pretty good. Got my uh, shopping done and picked up a uh, Borderlands with the guy I game share with. So kind of split that. I think nice. it was on sale for like forty. So nice. yeah, snag that in a collection of mana on a Switch. It was like only 15 bucks on Amazon right now. So snag that. Or 20 or something. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Gotta gotta get those deals in, right? Before they uh, you know disappear. They'll be going yeah. away soon. But yeah, and Tim Dog, well, he's not with us tonight. The ghost of Xbox Xbox Christmas Future. He's uh too busy chatting it up with uh, Reset Era folks at the moment, uh, putting everybody on his naughty list. But uh, he'll be back soon, don't you worry. But we're going to get into our first topic of the night, fellas. And a few days ago, an interesting rumor popped up. 
And according to a Polish film director who has connections to the Polish game industry, Microsoft was recently in Poland and is interested in adding a team to Xbox Game Studios. Boris Nispiliak stated that this is a confirmed thing, but the information are certain. Microsoft was shopping in Poland, he says. It's not known if they bought someone. It's known they were for sure in Poland. I know for sure they talked to one studio. It's not known who else. It's not known if they reached an agreement with anyone. I can't say who they talked to too much in detail, but it is known that that was the case. So this is very interesting, guys. It's a very interesting claim being made here. Poland's a place with a whole bunch of really blossoming gaming studios, one of which is very critically acclaimed. So, guys, do you see Xbox Game Studios shopping for a Polish studio? And if so, which one could you see Microsoft buying? I'm always so impressed how you don't, like, you get their names pronounced right. I have to say this. Right? Yeah, he, he does his homework. I'm yeah, like, he, say that ten times fast. Man, he, he I, have, I don't think I've ever heard him slip on saying a name, including did one you, from over there you, in Asia. You got to let me know your well, secret. Who was it, uh, but two, like two weeks ago, was it Shock or Saturn that said that that Japanese developer's name just perfectly? He was like, look at that. This is the son. I was like, no. oh. No, that was the that was amazing. There's, There's no way my freaking blabbering mouth would be able to get any of that right. I'm pretty sure it was shocked because it was like I was I was dumbfounded like holy shit that was amazing. I, I, <laughs> I've done my tiny little bit of research on this uh, this topic, uh, minimal. But let me tell you, like, they, they said there's over 400 plus developers up there in uh, Poland. Um, I can see why uh, a lot of uh, you know, especially Microsoft would want to go check it out. But yeah. everyone cares about that one big shiny, you know, and nugget of CD Projekt Red. You know, Ooh. so it's, uh, they're going to um, announce it. Isn't it, it, isn't it interesting uh, how the internet just went fire with it? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's. Hmm. <clears throat> no, it's, yeah, I mean, you're if... cutting out a little bit, Jeremy. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, it is true, though. I mean, the inter- it really caught fire. I mean, because everyone's going to mention CD Projekt Red, obviously, off the top of their head. You know, that's the big one. That's the crown jewel of the uh, the Polish gaming industry, obviously, for The Witcher. Uh, they have uh, Cyberpunk coming up in April. Yes, sir. And yeah, that'd be fantastic. There's just, there's just no, yeah, it would be fantastic, but there's just no way, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, there's too many reasons why they, they couldn't. And for one is the price tag. Nah, no. you'll, be su- you'll be surprised, South. So... You know, if I had to buy one studio, I'd pick CD Projekt Red. You know, it, they haven't really been like a household name until The Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, <laughs> but um, they've been 94. You know, obviously, most notably with The Witcher series that sold something ridiculous like 40 million copies. Well, uh, yeah, a lot of people would say that that was the game of the, the generation, you know, yeah. and, you know, yeah. arguably so. Yeah, and but, now with, yeah, now with C- Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, which it's going to be huge, no doubt about it. Oh, most uh, definitely. You know, they helped create the Baldur's Gate series. Uh, yeah, I think true, but they own a small um, distri- distribution gaming company. It's Gog, 
It stands for Good Old Games, which has a DRM free content on it, and and you can go and just you know buy buy older games. Um, so their smaller project like Gwent has brought like major profits into the studio, um, but Xbox, believe it or not, South they can buy them at three point three or six billion dollars. Which is well, I, I'm not saying that they don't have the yeah. money. I, I definitely no, think no, they have they the have, money. Yeah, they have the money. But you know, um, they, they definitely have the capital to do it. You know, but I just I don't see it happening. CD Projekt Red doesn't need to be bought out. Yeah, yeah, of course. But you um, know, most you know, the studios that get acquired is because the, you know their lack of funding or you know there, there's a there's a lack of cash flow involved. And right now, CD Projekt Red doesn't have that. Yeah, I think last year, uh, last year alone, or this year, I think they, it was like something like three hundred and sixty-two million dollars they generated uh, just this year, and they haven't even had any, you know, recent releases. Well, it isn't so, the government um, of Poland uh, funding them partially as well? Mm, I don't know about that. I think there might be some that. That, that was that, but, yeah. Um, that was one of the rumors. Was that you know it, it's one of the company. You know, I mean the countries. Is is backing yeah. them, you know? So I mean, why, why would they? You know, that's like taking, you know, a, a national, like a baseball team, and selling it to, you know, a, a, another country. You know, I don't know. It's just kind of like sacrilege. Well, no, I mean, because if Microsoft does buy them out, Xbox buys them out. I think it, it'll be the same. I mean, they could generate X amount of dollars for, um, but for sure. I mean, man, if, if this deal could be possibly made, the internet would literally melt down for about a week and it would finally rival. I think Xbox would finally rival Sony's uh, first, part, first party in terms of quality. From, from you know, just, just that one acquisition, really? Just that one acquisition. They have a lot. The, um, CD Projekt Red has over 800 employees. Yeah. I, so I, talking, I honestly think yeah. Remedy will have it before CD Projekt Red. Yeah, I think I think there. I think you're right. Mm-hmm. There's more odds to that happening than CD Projekt Red. But again, can you imagine? What oh, would yeah, the, the dream, and then and, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, it'd be crazy. And all the ponies would would just kill themselves. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it'd, it'd be hell on earth for them. Yeah, but you think right they'll now, make? Is it? They would make all their content then exclusive. I don't. I don't really see it. I don't think that'll happen, man. I, you know, they're making games for both consoles, and everyone's happy on this situation as far as that. Like, they'll have to bring something else to the table. I think to really kind of want them to have them exclusive to Microsoft. I don't. I can't really see the angle. Well, it it, it might be like um, Obsidian type of deal where they're for you know CD like um, uh, what's it called? Cyberpunk would be multiplat. But then, the, after that, it did be first party, just exclusive. So, um, mm-hmm. so let's see here. I think it. Well, yeah. So they're still independently owned by uh, Marcine. Uh, I I have no idea what his freaking last name is. Wasinski. Um, he owns about forty percent of the company, and someone else owns another twenty percent or something like that. But. Again, I think if Xbox or Microsoft would on on the board for him, I think it'd be hard for him to turn down. But who knows? Who knows? 
Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, every everything has a price, but when you're talking about it, it's, you know, uh, a country-funded project, I don't really see it happening. Now, like you said, if it's just that one person and he owned 40% stake of the, the company, he might have, you know what I'm saying? He might just say, you know what, I want to get out of the game industry or, or whatever might have you. Just like the guy from Mojang, you know, Everybody has their price, yeah. and I'm not saying it, yeah. it never could happen, but it's highly, highly, highly doubtful. Yeah, and who would have no. thought that Microsoft would have bought uh, Mojang and Minecraft for what 1.2 billion? Like, holy! I thought Lord. it was 2.3. Uh, yeah, oh, well, either yeah, way, it's it in the billions. Point. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> well, 2. either way, even that 2.3 or whatever might have you was still a steal. Yeah. No, absolutely. Well, they made back. Well, that's the thing, right? They made back their money within six months of that purchase. <laughs> that's right. crazy. How can you and, make a billion dollars back within six months? That's like mm-hmm. jackpot. You know, and you guys know this that the uh, the author of The Witcher has made a deal with CD Projekt Red moving forward, which solidifies uh, more games for CD Projekt Red in the future. Right, so and as from the rumors are that they, they started hiring to start on another Witcher game, you know. And, yeah, and I if, guarantee it, you it's already started. They're already oh, started yeah. on the project. For yeah. sure. Especially with the new TV show out, just making it that much more popular. Oh, yeah. my God. Have you have you guys watched that, by the way? Have you guys Yes, you? yes I binged it. Yes. I haven't checked it out yet. No. <clears throat> Amazing. 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 And Henry Cavill's, his... Oh man, he just shot right? through the roof. You know what I mean? His his stock yeah. has went through the roof for this this uh, this role. I have to check iffy. it out. I was iffy about his his role as Geralt. Well, because I think I man. think the first the first pictures of him that the wig was really really bad. You know, it looked horrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, even though he's a big dude, you know, and and he can act, but uh, yeah, like oh, yeah, from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, right. The movie. <laughs> Not. But that's I can't get that uh, toss your coin to a Witcher song out of my head, man. I've been singing it. He's been singing it. You guys though. ready? You, you... <laughs> oh. you, you guys singing? ready? Yeah, sure. You... Go for it. <laughs> nah, it's okay. That's what Jeremy's oh, going to get everybody excited now. His mic's going to cut out anyway, so just go. <laughs> yeah, it's going it's to purposely cut out. <laughs> but if you guys get a chance, listen to that um, OST, Toss Your Coin to a Witcher. It's it's pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. funny. I think, you know, back on the subject, though, um, I've just, you know, it's over 400, you know, rereading here, there's over 400 indie devs alone out there. A lot of talent. I think Microsoft's just out there uh, with plenty of reason to just go out there and shop around and see what they can muster up. You know, and um, mm-hmm. hopefully either grab some of that amazing talent to come over yeah. to the existing studios or um, take that knowledge and culture and inform their own studio from, I don't mm-hmm. know, Poland Initiative. Well, here's the thing. There's, there's a couple of really interesting devs that they have worked with before. Uh, I'll just list off a few. People can fly. Now they worked on Gears of War Judgment, but they're also owned yeah. by Epic Games. No, yeah. I don't think so. When I looked it up, it came up that People Can Fly are, is owned by Epic Games because they're working on Fortnite. I thought they were at one point, but they 
like I said, I could be wrong. It was just when I looked it up, I, I even like just typed in who owns uh, People Can Fly and the Epic Game logo came right up. Well, I have to double check that. Last... Well, I think they were owned, from what I'm seeing, they were owned for a time from 2012 to 2015, but I will have to go into that in more well, detail. That was, that was one of the guys that I actually would say that, you know, people can fly um, 11-bit studios, flying Wild Hog, Infinite Dreams, Techland, you know, they, they've all had, mm -hmm. they've all dabbled mm -hmm. in creating some games that I could even mention. Exactly. Now, Techland, why are they important? Well, they did <clears throat> Dead Island and they're working on, uh, they did Dying Light, they're working on Dying Light 2, and very, very interesting dev there. Um, that'll be a good, that'll be a good, if they can get them, that'd be a big pickup. See, There's some I, talent over there. I was actually kind of leaning more towards Techland when I was just kind of surfing through what companies are over there in Poland, because um, you know, if people can fly, you know, they actually have that pedigree of working on Microsoft games with, you know, Gears of War and a number bullet storm, a number of other games. Um, but if, if by some chance they are owned by Epic games, my, my second choice, at least by looking through the list of them was Techland. So I want to read what Megastorm 25 says. It said, he said, I would like Microsoft to buy CD Projekt Red just uh, on a game and studio preservation alone. God forbid what happens if Google buys them. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's been a huge buying spree right now by all this, all kinds of different studios. The past year, Microsoft isn't the only one. You look at uh, Sony, for example. They bought Insomniac a couple of months ago. <sighs> like there's even even facebook is buying up studios it's crazy now um, would you say that's kind of like a gamble though because like say you own your own developing company and you have <sighs> making offers we all know microsoft sony and nintendo are in it like they're in it to win it they're they're here to stay and then you have all these other guys jumping in amazon google we'll just use Google as example. Google will drop something like a bad habit at the drop of a hat and selling your company to Google is a massive gamble because at any time of stadia falls, I mean, fails it, there goes your game company. You're going to end up back out there being sold for just so they can recover their losses. Pennies on the dollar. Yeah, there's uh, there's a gamble to that, obviously. But if they do buy a major player, uh, that means they're <coughs> with all cards on deck. And I don't see that happening if they invest into a big studio like CD Projekt or some other, you know, some other company. Now, there's another studio out there that they have. Well, they had a, a little bit of, uh, I guess you would say, uh, an agreement at this past E3. They had a bit of exclusivity. exclusivity. Uh, Blooper Team, they did Layers of Fear, Observer, and recently Blair Witch. Now, okay, that, so that one right there, yeah. So, you know, not not a huge team right there, but they've done some interesting stuff. Obviously, they they they've done stuff that's more on the uh, how do I put it? The more like horror based. They do like scary games and psychological games. I just I find them a very interesting developer. I mean, Blair Witch was kind of 
I it was interesting but mediocre in a lot of ways. But hey, given some funding, I could see them do some fantastic stuff like a real a real horror game. It would be I would love them to be a part of uh, Microsoft Xbox Game Studios personally. They're they're definitely a talented team, and they do have some nice visuals. Um, if if they pick them Wait, up, who, who are we talking about here? Blooper Studios, you say? Yeah. I'm looking. Blooper team. Blooper. Yeah, Blooper, yeah, they uh, did Layers of Fear. Uh, oh Blair yeah, they Blair Witch. Yeah, they they they're very talented, but it, I don't see it much more than just a, a Game Pass, you know, studio. Maybe, um, you know, just to pad the Game Pass, you know, subscription. <clears throat> But they're Microsoft's buying like all different kinds of sizes. Who would have thought they would have bought studios like Compulsion, for example? Mm. You know, very tiny yeah, studio. They're they still haven't bought a major player yet, though. I don't know if it's going to happen, but you know, Obsidian's not a major player in the industry. Well, would if you they, have thought they, they, they will be? Series, not a not a major player. Not yet, anyway. But um, have we discussed Techland yet? I I, I lost connection. Uh, we went yeah. over it a bit, but yeah, uh, Tech Techland, like we're, we were just saying that that would be a fantastic buy for them because they did Dead Island. Oh Dying yeah, Light. De- Dying Light is amazing. That I mean, anybody <clears throat> that played that game, and then Part Two coming out, that's that's really something to look forward to. I I, I can't wait for it. I had a lot of fun, you know, uh, playing Dead Island. You know all of them, and then you know, Dying Light was amazing. The co-op in well, it is South. Fantastic. I think South, I think Downer didn't we play Dying Light? We played Dying Light with Phil. Yeah, it feels big with yeah, Dying yeah, Light. That's you right. Know, that's right. Or, yeah, yeah. We we're playing. Yeah. We we're. Uh, he was trying to drive me in the the Doom buggy, and we kept wrecking. Oh my fun. god! You got- <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> oh, that's too good. Too good. Um, but do you think they they well, will he's go? He's a big Techland guy. Do you think they will go for like a large studio like let's say CD Project Red or will they go smaller? They have to go for one big, you know, big studio. They have to have a feather in their cap, you know. We we already got Coalition. Have... We already got 343. Yeah. You already got Turn 10. You need something to complement <clears throat> those those studios. You you need another major player to bring a big huge IP to the Xbox fold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I see. Agree. I feel like a hundred percent agree with South. Well, is that you know, that's whether that happens, I doubt it. But you know what? That's what Xbox or Microsoft needs to come and say. Just open up the the checkbook and say, name your price. Oh, uh, you got a like question, the only one Jeremy? That would really makes sense. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Jeremy, ahead, question from the chat. Uh, question for Jeremy: Which studio out there, within reason, would be a big studio to buy? Within reason, I think again, CD Projekt Red. We're talking about three to six billion range for you know for the purchase of them. But who knows? I mean, it, is it realistic? It's probably not realistic at this point. But well, well, how long? Dream. Say, say, say they went and bought. Say they paid six billion. How long will it take to yeah. recoup their their money? I mean, you'd have to s- sell sixty million copies of a game to like really recoup uh, some of your pro- You know, your, your purchase. Well, they have stuff to fall back on, so they have a lot. Like Minecraft just generates fucking money for them. Oh, you know, top to bottom. <laughs> right. So they have little projects like that to where, um, you know, they, they have money generating in. So Gwent is enough. If they buy CD Projekt, 
Gwent generates about a hundred, hundred and fifty billion dollars a year. I think. hundred fifty billion would it be, or a million? What an hundred and fifty million dollars. I'm okay. sorry, million dollars. <laughs> I would uh, say hundred fifty billion for, for six billion. Shit, sign me up. Yeah, I wonder if we can get a loan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pay you back in two weeks. But, yep, but yeah, yeah. I mean, sh that's my dream, man. CD project. Yeah, I think that everybody would just fall over themselves over that. It would be amazing, uh, you know. It about feel, I think it was about three years ago, right after E3 2016, I believe. And I just said, you know, a few simple words. I'm like, CD Projekt Red is a nice sit studio, and he starts laughing, hmm. you know. So yeah, that's interesting. Huh? I feel like you the never one know. that would make sense if you're going to go for a big one would be Sega because that takes care of their whole Japanese market. They might actually be able to get into Japan because those are very popular games because they own Atlas as well. So you get you take away exclusives from both Nintendo and Sony with the Persona. And uh, oh, that that'd be another. I think. I'm not sure exactly which one I would I would want more would be CD Projekt Red or Sega, because yeah, on I feel one like hand it's gonna be way cheaper too. <clears throat> no, because you know not necessarily because yeah, Sega owns so many different IPs and, mm -hmm. and all that, and they're and not yeah. just Sonic, yeah. not just Sonic. There's so much more than just Sonic, you know. I don't yeah. know if they're so, six billion though. I don't know if they're. Yeah, yeah I mean, Sony. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Sega, make, you know, they have Sammy, and I forgot exactly what Sammy did. I think they make toys, right? Or I think Sammy owns them. If they possibly bought Sega from Sammy and then... Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, fellas. Well, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens with this. Just a very interesting rumor that popped up. And hey, you know what? I would Yeah, we don't even know if it's really, if it's for sure, if it's real. I mean, we're just going off this one guy's word. It, it, you know, it could be just in the sky. <laughs> Well, it's yeah. interesting because he's like he's a, a director, like a, a film director. He was on this podcast and he was speaking. He was he's been doing, um, I guess, some films with uh, about indie games and whatnot. And he has some connections apparently to Polish developers. Game well, developers. well shit, I got connections. Oh, but that this mean this rumor all started because they saw Phil drinking Poland Springs water out of his office <laughs> window. Everyone's <laughs> like, they're going to baby <laughs> that's how it all started but i'm looking at this blooper team uh really quick you know they they started they were established in 2008 i think if anything it'd be them going you know they're they're an already established you know uh dev and they've got some decent quality games like i played observer and that's a really good game if you guys played that i played the demo spoke to some of the devs that were there at e3 and that was real impressive. I was impressed with that game. If I had my I like pick, how, it would be. I like Go how ahead. Megatron is doing his research this week. I love that. Right? Beautiful. Yeah. I'm trying, man. Because usually, me that overworked, there are kids all over the place. Right now, they're kind of sedated with TV in front of them. So, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, blo Blooper looks good. Mm -hmm. I That's agree. A, that'd I, be I... my pick. That would be my pick. Uh, yeah, and they seem to be going not necessarily for budget buys, but teams that they can grow as well. Yes. So, 
I want to hear what Centurion has to say about this. You haven't really said anything on this matter, Centurion. About the whole Polish thing and how everything is just a rumor? I, I just want to hear Centurion say, what the F, man? Yeah. <laughs> say something about it. <laughs> I value your opinion, Centurion. Come on. Uh, I really do think Microsoft does need to make another purchase of another developer. Probably something higher caliber, like you guys are saying. Right. A um, little bit more name, you know, something that brings some weight to the studios that they already have. Yeah. But from what I've seen out of Microsoft, they like to take up and coming developers and nurture them and give them what they need to become the next CD Projekt Red, the next Sega. They obviously want to grow them into something bigger than they already are. Um, yeah, we're but, seeing that with Ninja Theory, um, Playground Games. You know, a lot of these guys are really starting to come out as some really, really good developers. Well, and, and you, you, I think you're making a good point because there was so much of a stigma. Oh, Xbox is running teams into the ground and they're just, they, you know, they demand, it, demand everything. And, you know, now you hear these devs talk and they're like, man, Microsoft came in. They're saying, hey, you guys do you. Hit uh oh. Uh oh. Wow. And I, you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on playground games yet. I'm just not. Uh, they, they make a simplified car game that has no, no room, you know, no mechanic. They <clears throat> were, you know, it's, it'd be interesting to, to see if they can it's handle a billion dollar franchise, isn't it? <laughs> I, I'm just going to say about uh, <laughs> Playground Games and the Forza franchise in general, the entire franchise, including Horizon. I remember growing up in the PlayStation era with uh, Gran Turismo and some other games, and they were all right. They were fun, fun to sit around and play with your friends, but playing by yourself, it was just basically doing circles. Um, somehow, um, at least for me, when it came to Horizon... Mm -hmm. I, I found a new love for racing once again. And like, okay, here comes but... an old title. You know what Horizon reminds me? I remember the old cruise in the USA. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that was just the fun, just the, just the, the, the thrills of just driving, you know, crowds, just exotic cars, exotic locations. You know, mm -hmm. th there's a difference though, between making a driving game, which, uh, you know, is a whole set of new, of different development issues than creating Fable 4. You know, it, it remains to be seen whether or not Playground Games can make a solid, you know, a solid title other than Forza. If you they know, ever play outside yeah. of Forza, that will solidify right. them as a developer. So when I don't understand all the hoopla behind, you know, the, the fact that, you know, I Fox bought Playground Games. I don't. I didn't understand it at the time because they have they haven't done anything. Well, well I think the, the whole thing was the wanted to do something different than Horizon. That's why when they bought them out, they were like, okay, now you got the the rope around them, so they you know they can't go anywhere, and, and you know, and maybe yeah. that was the whole point, so they can kind of stress their legs and and do mm -hmm. something different. Now to also put it out there. Um, I say like, I love both of the games I'm going to mention, but <clears> I feel that playground games has a much more diverse, uh, per, uh, developing company than undead labs. So far undead labs has only produced mm. wa the walking dead one and two. 
I pretty agree much, on pretty that. much the Walking Dead 2 is a clone of the first game. No. At least we can see that um state of decay holy crap <laughs> the game that played okay state of decay plays better <laughs> any walking dead game that has ever came and this is why i say i can't pronounce crap and why didn't xbox <laughs> go and pick up tell tell speaking of walking dead why didn't they pick up telltale they could have got a pain that, 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 that would right there you know like who picked them isn't it w that's such a niche them you know the yeah, why didn't they? That was a, like, you know, that was a given. They could have got it for for. Well, that's and exactly dude, that why. Been perfect niche... content for Game Pass. Exactly, mm-hmm. it had the Game Pass subscriptions, and uh, you know, that would have been a no brainer in my. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it doesn't. Yeah, I think uh, those... has a lot of talent too, as far as like that they've poached up from like Rockstar for. <clears throat> Why didn't Sony pick him up? Why didn't Sony pick him up or anybody else? I'm wondering if it's just probably some right. type of licensing headache or something that we don't know about because mm. oh, they they probably know. had a fortune wrapped up in how much they owed for those all. licenses. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cleanup. There was there's a lot of deals broken, you know, and and it was mismanaged, underfunded, and I heard it was a disaster over there. Unfortunately, because yeah. I I am a fan of Telltale. Well, they didn't even have their own ID. Me too. Like they, I don't know. They did like the same kind of thing all the time. Yeah, like, look, I'm, I mean, no. look at everything that they came out with was was gold. I mean, Wolf Among Us, Tales of the Borderlands. Yeah, that was, yeah, was the great. Borderlands, the Game Tell of Thrones. Tell I mean, they made their own good, great Tell- stories out of whatever existed. So there was that they, you know, jumped in on. So Telltale doesn't. Hold on. If Telltale doesn't fit the mold of what Xbox is trying to do. If you look at the Telltale games, they're very gameplay limited. It's really one push well, to the point button. Click. Yeah, walk... the point click. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't fit the mold to what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of those studios like to work. Like okay, so... I, mean, I think it works. I think it works, but I wouldn't prior. I don't think it's one of their major priorities. I just yeah. think. You know, maybe an like episode every few weeks, and then it keeps people on Game Pass. I feel like it would be a pretty decent. Well, one. Tell to the, it, every few weeks, you'd want to release an episode once a month to keep people well, yeah, renewing yeah. their Game Pass subscription once a month. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. know, and honestly, it's not too that to acquire Telltale. What what was That's the game they started they to work up on before they they shuttered? Mm. No. Not sure. Well, I don't think there's anything left of them now. Uh, they got another yeah, somebody no, no, else they're, they're, working they're, on uh, the, the Wolf Among Us. They're coming back the Wolf Among Us, right? Yeah, but no, it's I, like I personally didn't see what the big deal was with the Telltale Games. Personally, sorry, it's but... LCG Entertainment that bought <laughs> Telltale Games. <laughs> There we go. You see, everybody's buying everybody. And you know what? That's going to segue into our next topic. And it's more studio buying news. And Google, yes, Google, like we were talking about earlier, has acquired Typhoon Studios. Now, Typhoon are currently gearing up for the release of their first game, the co-op adventure, like action adventure game, Journey to the Savage Planets, coming out in late January. So, guys, what do you think of this purchase for Google as it seems to be their first 
studio purchase for their Stadia internal teams. And considering how their console, the Stadia, is struggling right now, should they have done this months ago? Well, despite the whole Stadia debacle, uh, I told you guys they'll be invested. What was that? Typhoon (laughs) Studios is a very small studio. Uh, but you know, they're going to be purchasing smaller studios. That's just how it is. They're, they're doing the Xbox, uh, mold, so to speak, where they're just buying these smaller studios are going to build them up and repeating the process until they get brave enough to buy one of these major players. I think Google is going to rely on third party support until they can, you know, until they can improve. Well, until they they actually make a a profit. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I, I'm in the mind that Google is just going to get statement. We threw a hat in the ring and it didn't work. So, Because Google just has studio. too much of it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, well, yeah, that's the thing, right? They're doing... I have a feeling they're going to do what Microsoft's been doing with a lot of these uh, smaller studios they've been picking up. Again, like Compulsion, like Undead Labs, and just build them up slowly but surely. It's you know the uh, this studio they have some uh, Ubisoft uh, talent to them if I'm not mistaken they're based in Montreal Montreal is a really happening scene scene for studios actually Compulsion is based in Montreal as well and really I, I don't know if you guys have seen Journey to the Savage Planet but a very colorful co-op game I could see them definitely taking advantage of what the Stadia has with you know their game whatever game they have uh, coming up next. I mean, I what the hell is Typhoon Studios going to do for Google Stadia right now? Right now. Nothing. Nothing. So, what the hell? I mean, so, is it even, it doesn't even matter. I mean, because it seems like they're barely even going to survive. Their numbers look like trash from what I'm hearing from some of the numbers I saw last week. Who's going to? Versions of games. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares, man? <laughs> Uh, if it's not, you know, the- you know, it's one of these things where I was scratching my head too in uh, Megatron. Where why did they even buy Typhoon Studios? It just doesn't make sense. They they're not they haven't made anything. So why would you pick them Rockstar. up unless that's all they had to do? <laughs> hey, Google's that. got the money. GTA is exclusive to str- game streaming. Mm-hmm. But they should have bought. They should have bought a couple of studios like. At least a year, year and a half before they launched the Stadia, because they they have they have like maybe one indie game that's exclusive. That's not gonna draw <laughs> people in, right? Like that's yeah. not gonna do it, right? And right. their their service alone has been very unsatisfactory. And that's me being very kind using that language. Like there's been a lot of upset people. Plus, what you're saying, shock too. Borderlands Three, they were uh, something about. An older like version the old of the game. Of the game, yeah. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the the stadium was supposed to be this whole cloud gaming at 4K, 60 frames, and it's not hitting anything that's been promising. 
So at least, you know, they could have had some exclusives to be like, okay, well, you know, it'll slowly churn out, you know, just give us some time. We got some exclusives. Hope you enjoy them. This is how it's going to be. You know, our, our future is shaping up bright. And, you know, they, they're just doing that now, even with their internal studios that they're creating. They just create one in Montreal, another one, I believe, in the UK. They should have done this a while ago. You see the Destiny I think... population? Yeah, yeah, it's like very. DC had half a mil. Stadia had nine thousand. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. I don't know. I wonder. I wonder what that sales pitch was with Typhoon Studios. I mean, they they've barely been out two years, and they must have needed the funding or something. And and I don't. I would see. I would say that Stadia would be the last people they would even go to. They're doing themselves a disservice. I mean, develop a game and put that damn thing on everything and make, make as much money as you can. You're a new studio. I mean, you're going to limit yourself that, to Stadia, which is doing no numbers at all. And uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> why I, I think I, you go. Go ahead. I was just going to say, that's why I say it's going to take a special kind of developer who's willing to take the risk, take the gamble and put everything on the line and essentially get in bed with Google and hope to God everything pans out the way it should. <laughs> That's the only way. I don't see it. You know, I'm not a. You know, I'm not one. I'm not in the industry, but I'm looking at it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Dude, so I just, I mean, I'm just gonna say, yeah. if I was a game developer, that Google yeah. better walk up with the world's fattest check to basically set me for life, just in case they kind of mm -hmm. go under. I mean, it, they're they're not in trouble if that happens. Let's say let's say Google goes under for a second. Now, what happens? Not Google goes goes Stadia, under. The, Stadia, the, Stadia, yeah, Stadia. their Stadia goes under. Yeah. Now, what happened? What would happen is they'd still be either creating third-party games, just like uh, Sega did, or or they would sell their assets to another company. Mm -hmm. So they're not, you know, they're not out of the woods. I mean, it... or like EA just close it down. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, EA uh, has how girl. many studios now? They they have barely Google. have any, and they closed them all down. Google's going to be like, look, Stadia is not working out. So we've brought in some advisors from EA on how to handle this process. Wow. <laughs> I, I just don't yeah. get it. Like, how can you close down? EA. Oh, my God. <laughs> when you have like what? Bioware and like <clears throat> one other <laughs> or something. See, that's the other so thing bad. with buying, uh, going out and buying a very reputable gaming developer, you know, like we all want Microsoft to do it. This goes back on what Downer asked me earlier. <sighs> the one thing that kind of, I hate to bring this up, but we all remember the, uh, the Monday night wars with WWE and WCW, right? Mm -hmm. I do. When Vince McMahon bought WCW, what they got was a shell of WCW. There was nothing. There was no meat and potatoes left to WCW. There was just the guys that, had no choice but to keep working as wrestlers because that was their only source of income. All the big names kind of went off and did their own thing for like a year and a half, two years before they actually had to get back into it. And it's kind of like the same thing with Bioware. You know, EA bought Bioware because of Mass Effect and Dragon's Age and all the great stuff that Bioware was creating. But all the guys that were responsible for those IPs had moved on because they were just like, yeah, we, we don't want to work under the flag of EA. We know how they operate. Well, that's kind of a bad analogy because WC, I don't know those wrestling, but anyway, uh, that's not the reason why McMahon bought 
Uh, no, he that put no he I know I I kept up with it. Vince McMahon specifically bought WCW because he knew their uh, their library would be worth money. Uh, you know right. that's that's the whole reason why right. we have the WWE Network is because of he had this massive digital library from WCW, and you either mass produce it on disc or you just make it a subscription service. And we all see su how successful subscription services are becoming. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, either way, just a very interesting grab by Google. I doubt well, this will Invader, be the last. Invader, would you agree that out of all these acquisitions um, that were made with these companies that I think Sony with the acquisition of Insomniac? Oh, well, uh, that was massive. What do you guys think about it? That was massive, man. Like, Insomniac... <sighs> Well, here's my question then. Would you say that ins was, is Insomniac a bigger purchase than half of Microsoft Studios that they purchased? Like not half. No. No, but I would I would I would say they're bigger than probably Obsidian and mm -hmm. maybe even one other uh, Xbox Studio. That's how big that move was. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what we're talking about here. They need to come up with another major player to make a splash. If you do that, then you have a lot of, you know, you have a lot of cards at your mm -hmm. disposal. If you if you pick up a big studio, agreed. I just what I'll say is I'll keep my my eyes peeled and my ears peeled on the Japanese studios and see. If they grab anything from there, because Phil Phil keeps suggesting that they're going to be picking up an Asian studio that they're really interested in that. So uh, I wouldn't be su surprised if they went big there. So Ooh, CD uh, from software would be huge, too, man. They make sick games. Mm, <clears throat> definitely. Oh, and the chat is very lively here. D Black Raven chiming in about uh, Matt Booty mentioning uh, a lot of news about the initiative. Something about them sharing news about the game that they're working on later in 2020. Uh, I did see that article from Windows Central. That's uh, I can't wait to see what they're working on. Uh, what else do we got here? Saltiest Gaming. Thank you for joining us, bud. Love your show, of course. Uh, who do we got here? Nine Lives, 210. Uh, Z Black Rider, Shizno Elite. We had All Day come in. Batman Jones. Lots of great people here. Magnetic Storm, 25. Thank you guys for chiming in. Uh, we're going to move on to our next topic. And guys, PlayStation made a surprise announcement the other day. In a blog post, they announced a back button attachment for the Dual DualShock Controller 4. Basically, it adds two buttons to the back that you can configure to your liking. It also features an OLED screen display that provides button information. What do you guys think of this new attachment? As it seems to take inspiration from a certain brand of, oh, I don't know, Elite, I think the name is. <laughs> is, it gonna no, come with like extra, is it coming with extra battery life? With this whole thing, because it just no. sounds like more of a, a drain on what you already have, which is a problem with the the controller dying every what three hours or so. So <clears throat> I don't know. I want to at least say because before I kind of like you know knock this product, I want to say I don't know what people are. <coughs> maybe it's because I take really pristine care of my controllers and I don't play my PlayStation as much as I should, but I'm getting like eight to ten hours out of my controllers. 
I don't know. Don't ask me how. I mean, that mm-hmm. I hear people talk about how they die. It's kind mm-hmm. of funny. As soon as I get the battery low, like the little symbol that says, ba- you know, battery low, you could still play that thing for a good hour or two before it actually dies. With 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 Xbox, if that if that logo goes off, you better start swapping batteries now. <laughs> um, so so you see, um, Xbox is is big on professional gaming, and if, if you look at Sony. They're, they've been out of existence and that for forever. It's like it's almost like they're not even catering to you know to the voice of their of their people what the people want. And there's people that play professionally when they use the PlayStation, you know, any PlayStation products. And oh, mm-hmm. wait, you're still talking. He just cut out. You know, mm-hmm. Xbox comes out with all these peripherals. You know, they make all this product that caters to professional gamers. While Sony, what have they done? They haven't done anything. Really, right? So um, I think this is a good step for you know making products that Sony fans want and professional gamers what they want too. To me, this is half steps. Like I, I just like excuse, it could be, it, but it's just it to me. I'm not trying to be the guy that triggers or throws it out there, but excuse it, to me, it seems half ass. Just like how the PS4 Pro came out, you know, hey, we're just going to slap some components quickly together to outperform what we created. And now we have a huge 1440p bottleneck. Um, To me, it just seems like if you guys want to give people a controller experience like the Elite, build one. Don't don't make a an aftermarket attachment that can go on the bottom of the controller. And like Megatron says, also saps more battery life. Um, it, it's just one of those things where it's like, just build a controller. Come on. You know, scuff is doing it. We've seen or maybe not scuff, but who's the controller that has came out that I, I've seen photos of it. It's a PlayStation controller that looks exactly Astro? like the, yeah, the Astro. It looks exactly yeah, that like hundred. That was $200. Exactly. But the point is there's a market for it because mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. My the, Sony should see that. And therefore they should, you know, come on, we're talking Sony. These guys used to be the leaders and the most ingenious developing electronics company out there. Sony used to be the gold standard for electronics. Now, all of a sudden, it's just like they're they're going halfway. Well, it's because they were in, you know, they were in financial trouble for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, And they were spending money. They were just blowing money on stupid stuff. Mm hmm. I will say, uh, though, Centurion, I'm, I'm I'm so curious. Though. I have really big hands. I'm like, would that get in my way? I'm looking at where it's positioned, and um, I was such I was so happy when they removed that little hump in the uh, Xbox 360 <clears> controller because always got from the battery being there, it always got in my way. And this kind of just reminds me of that. It brings it back, but it's more forward, of course. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's not towards the back. But I'm no. real curious to see what this feels like. Now, we all remember mm-hmm. back to the interview with David Preen on the Elite 2. Uh, he said one of the biggest complaints people had on the Elite 1 was that when they would set it down, it would engage the paddles on the back of the controller. Mm-hmm. That I'm sorry, but at least from the photos I've seen, that thing looked, the buttons on that thing look pretty fat. Are you going to have the same issue once again? So- I don't know, possibly. Maybe, well, you know what? I don't, I don't think it's going to be the buttons that would be the problem. Have you seen that OLED display on the back facing like backwards. I just I find that so odd. Wouldn't you want yeah. that information like to the front of you? <clears throat> yeah, that's where I completely forgot. And yet again, another feature that is going to sap 
energy is because now you have a digital display that is going to be powered by the controller. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just, I just, I want to know what the reasoning was. So I want to go back to what, what uh, Centurion was talking about. What was it? Okay. Point to where uh, that PlayStation, they cut a lot of their funding for like, you know, you guys seen it a year or two ago with, with E3, they, they're cutting E3, they cut their, their PS, their PS, uh, whatever you call it during December. They cut all these because it was, it was just a money pit for them. So if you, if they create another controller, which, you know, again, they're going in at half assed we're talking about research. We're t- mm-hmm. It's kind of a waste of money to where they're cutting Jerry's um, mic. No, <laughs> is, it is it cutting? Yeah, yeah, you're back now, sir. You're back. The Google go guy is down at the end of your dirt road working on your internet box. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. No worries. Go ahead, it's Jeremy. Good, so, um, but what I'm saying is, you know, what Centurion was talking about, a bunch of money into this product. Uh, they're doing in a half-assed approach to where they could create something simple that caters to that caters to um, you know professional gamers and make a nice profit off it in the process. See, and that's where I, I debated this with PTK and them last night on the Shopcast. Um, I really do firmly believe that the PS5 dev kit is a is a good example of what PS five is going to get was wanting to give us before they got ridiculed for it. Now, all of a sudden the series X comes out and PlayStation has nothing to say. And I'm saying it's because they're redesigning the PS five because they knew they were going to get ridiculed because Microsoft knows that people that play games professionally like professional products and not only that but they also know consumers like things that are appealing on the eyes aesthetically pleasing they want something that if it's going to cost five hundred dollars it needs to look like it costs five hundred dollars or more it can't look cheap and it can't look half bad and that's one thing that has concerned me about playstation is this is actually the first generation i could think of because i know they've you know, with the PS3, they did some stuff with the cell processor and stuff like that that kind of complicated things. This is the first generation that Sony has been really serious about what they're cooking up inside the console to give to players. But I just really hope they understand that there is there is people out there that really take their products seriously. Come on, we know how the Sony fans get. And therefore, yeah. I just don't want to see Sony just keep doing these, these half steps. They need to go all the way and kind of get up there in creating a product that, you know, in my opinion, rivals Microsoft. You know, Microsoft might not be up there at 100 million sold, but I'm sorry. The the Xbox One X is a more aesthetically pleasing console to me. It's quieter. It's better designed. The controllers are better designed. Everything about Microsoft just shows that we try to create a product that is both for the casual, the hardcore, and the professional. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Now, to be fair, though, the price point for this isn't too bad. Uh, It comes out in January, and I think it costs $30 US, $40 Canadian. Really, for an attachment, that's not too bad when you think about it. Just for like a little add on. It's just. See see how it goes. 30 bucks. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Just just an interesting uh, bit of news that popped up with the DualShock, especially when, as Centurion was talking about, with the PlayStation 5 around the corner, will we be seeing something similar? Was this dropped from it and they're adding on to the DualShock 4? We'll have to wait and see, but uh, still interesting development nonetheless. Guys, we're going to move on to our next topic. And Capcom, they've been going on a trademark spree as of late. And recently, Capcom filed for trademarks for several of their classic properties. The ones that really stand out are Power Stone, Rockman, Dino Crisis, and Vampire, which is the Japanese name for Darkstalkers. Now, guys, we've had a lot of talk about uh, over past couple of months about capcom recently bringing back their classic games they've been talking about it a lot do you guys think we'll see any of these titles get resurrected yeah i do for sure because i don't know if you guys remember but capcom was in a financial there was in financial trouble for a few years there now with the release of uh, you know the resident evil series obviously and then the huge Um, Capcom's back and they're making games that people like, especially with their old titles like Dino Crisis, Darkstalkers, and they're bringing back quality. And, and the, you know, games like Resident Evil, Resident Evil, the remakes have brought in huge profits for, um, for Capcom. And, and the development time is very, it's not as lengthy as, you know, say another project. you know, these, of these older products bring in the money. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, they've done a remarkable job with uh, the remakes for uh, the Resident Evil games. Uh, what was it? They just announced Resident Evil 3 uh, earlier this month. And I wouldn't be surprised if we got a whole new entry into Resident Evil in the line. Like, everybody's waiting for Resident Evil 8. And yeah, they, they really seem to want to bring back a lot of their older IP. And I, I'm totally with that. Everybody's been talking about Dino Crisis this generation ever since the reveal of the consoles. I've never played Dino yeah. Crisis. What am I missing out oh, on? Oh my goodness. I so know. Good. Yeah. Oh yeah, just a fun, very fun property, yeah. Hopefully on Amusha. But do we have any fighting game fans here? Darkstalkers, anyone? Oh yeah, I've, I've had the originals on the Sega Saturn. Nice, nice. It was like an eight megabyte from Japan. Where's the cartridge you put in the back of the Sega Saturn, and you just play those games where the animation was so fluid, and it was arcade. It was arcade quality at the time. Mm -hmm. And PlayStation didn't have the same quality back then because they didn't have the cat the uh, cartridge adapter that you put in the back. Hmm. Oh yeah, <clears throat> no narrow yeah. vampire vampire saber. I mean, how long has it been since there's been a Dino Crisis and a Dollstalker? I mean, Dollstalker. I think I I think it was the I want to say Dreamcast or 360 was the last time I played yeah. Dollstalker. How much interest what, is it? Yeah. How relevant is it today? Like, is anyone going to play it or? I don't. Oh, know yeah. excited for this. I don't know what Darkstalker is. I missed that one, but I was there for Dino Crisis. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Now, can we honestly say, though, that Capcom has set the bar on what a remake looks like? Not a remaster, not a rescan or or, we in, or an enhanced game, an actual full-blown 
we tore it down to the bones and rebuilt it remake uh well yeah i mean the resident evil 2 was basically a full full remake if yeah, you think yeah, about they, it they, you... they took that game down to nothing and remade it using a current gen engine and all sorts right. of stuff i mean they made that a completely different game they they put new life into the resident evil franchise using a game that came out on if i'm correct the playstation one yep Yep, but Resident Evil 7 was amazing. It was totally different. It wasn't like any other Resident Evils before that. Oh, it was the so first time they great. dabbled with first-person perspective in Resident Evil, correct? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Well, besides that one first-person game that came out on the PlayStation. But yeah, yeah, we don't count that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm just hoping because I think Dino Crisis... Um, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm a sucker for dinosaurs. What? You know, I enjoy Jurassic Park. Hell, I even enjoyed that show on Fox that lived for one season, Terra Nova or whatever it was, where they had the mm-hmm. dinosaurs. So I just oh, really yeah. think it was a cool concept of, you know, being on, a, being on an island and opening up a gateway through time. And now you have dinosaurs running amok and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's kind of like that whole thing, like, you know, the Velociraptors, man, were just as spooky as they were in Jurassic Park. You know, you'd be doing your yeah. own thing and all of a sudden a raptor just comes cl- screaming through the window and you're having to run like hell down a hallway. So Megatron, to give you an idea of what that game is like, it's Resident, e- it's Resident Evil with dinosaurs. That's exactly okay. what the game is. Oh, like. Yeah, so now, survival horror. I don't yeah. know what Darkstalker yeah. is. He doesn't know what Dino Crisis. Cool. I could tell him all about Dino Crisis. I mean, the last one that came out was in two thousand and three. I'm looking Dino yeah. Crisis three. So it was, yeah, it was a long sixteen dude, years ago. Dude, dude <laughs> like to put in a, the Resident Evil perspective was like even the puzzles. Like there, I remember the one puzzle in the game. All it was was an audio recording, and you have to put in the code to open the door. And the only thing is each number puts off this distinctive tone and you had to sit there and listen to this recording over and over and over again to hear the tones of the buttons that he was pushing. And just through trial and error, you would figure out the code to this door. But like, I mean, like it was, it really made you think in some of the puzzles that they, that you had to solve just to go through and play the game. Hmm. Definitely sounds interesting. I'll check it out, but, uh, I just wonder like how uh, big of an audience this is going to grab because it's been so long. And I'm assuming it was more popular than it is now. You're talking about a whole entire generation. <clears throat> but, I want to uh, say it's, it's unique enough if marketed right. I think that it would bring in some people because all it would take is them marketing these- it and showing you know, the dinosaurs and stuff like that just to get mm-hmm. people intrigued into how it would work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm game to play it. I'm game to try it out. It sounds interesting for sure. So just wait and see. I mean, uh, Capcom is seems like they're they're hitting their all strides uh, what they're doing. So <clears throat> they must know something. And uh, yeah. Well, one can hope. Dino Crisis is one that I I see mentioned a lot, and really, I think it'd be cool to bring it back. Definitely a unique kind of franchise, as it was said earlier, kind of like Resident Evil, but with dinosaurs. I don't know, I'm always a big fan of the whole survival horror genre, and I would like to see what they could do with, well, I guess next gen systems from the looks of it, and. <sighs> Can you imagine like seeing dinosaurs almost like realistic looking? Oh, that would be, oh, that'd be pretty awesome, guys. 
but all right know. off topic off topic i did a let's settle this poll which included the witcher <laughs> on netflix and the mandalorian on disney which had oh, four, I saw over, that. <laughs> over 400 votes now and it looks like the witcher is taking over mandalorian as the uh the best show of the year well that's just because it's new so <laughs> no, the, Man- Mandal- the Mandalorian is very new, actually. I know, a couple of weeks. I know that. I'm just yeah. kidding. Um, yeah, I, gu- I guess I kind of suck because I haven't watched either. So, I don't know. I feel like there's not enough going on with the Mandalorian. Just no like, Baby Yoda? What? Watching the episode, episode, it just feels like... It's like seeing the Harry Potter movies. It's like all of them were the same. <laughs> At least to me. <laughs> <clears throat> Uh, too funny. I need to get into all these shows. I, I you know, I'm not really into watching like all, all these uh shows nowadays. I know that I know that they release them uh, on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or whatever Disney Plus. I just, I just for whatever reason, I always forget to watch. I'm like, kind of lazy when it comes to watching uh, all these shows nowadays. I don't. Know. Should I feel bad? Meh, whatever. <laughs> I'm missing out. But you know what, guys? We're going to move on to our next topic. And it looks like I know Megatron, I, you were talking about this a little while back. Bioshock is going to be making a comeback. <clears throat> and a couple of weeks ago, publisher 2K announced the formation of a new studio called Cloud Chamber, which is already working on the next iteration of Bioshock. However, it looks like we'll be waiting a while before we see the new game as 2K states that the game will be in development for several years. So it'll definitely be landing on the PS5 and next Xbox. So, fellas, with this bit of news, are you looking forward to the next entry in the Bioshock franchise? It's great news. And hell yeah, because, I mean, I just wonder where they're going to go next. Are we going to go back underwater? Are we going to go to, like, the city in the sky? I didn't play Bioshock 2, which I need to do. But this is great news. I remember when Bioshock came out, and uh, it was Bioshock and Mass Effect. There was so many damn games on the 360 mm-hmm. that was just so perfect at that time. That was 07. What, what oh happened to those games? What happened to all those games? They're coming back, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited for it, and I'm really curious to see where they're gonna where, where, uh, where they're gonna take us next. And mm-hmm. um, let, let them take their time. I'm satisfied with the game. Just news that the game is coming back. The franchise mm-hmm. is coming back. And um, I've got to get uh, Mass Effect to get them going on the right direction. But, but we're talking about Bioshock, and this is great. I'm excited for it. I know a lot of people are. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, I can't wait to return to the, uh, the City of Rapture, whatever, which one it is. Um, uh, the favorite one out of my... St- out of all of them would probably oh man all of them were good mm-hmm. but um i think the third installment was probably the best uh, what do you guys think you know what i love bioshock and i do want another one my my favorite's probably the first to be honest with you just because of how new it was like <laughs> yeah, no, it was like the new hotness at the time. I remember back in 2007, as you were uh, alluding to a little bit earlier, Shock, it was a huge year for games, like actually a huge like quarter, if I'm not mistaken. You had Bioshock, you got the first Mass Effect, Halo 3, Halo. Modern Warfare 4. Dude, you had Elder Scrolls. I think the VGAs seemed legit back then. Remember, because the VGAs were there too, weren't they? Weren't they doing the video game awards then? 
If I'm yeah, not mistaken, no. I don't they weren't. No. Yeah, they were. No. They, yeah, no. yeah, they were. There was some. There was, there was something TV. going on. Yes, it was on. There was. I thought I knew. I remember because it was on like regular television, like Channel Eleven or something. I remember too. Uh, that came later. Anyway. There was some damn award show, and they were doing it live on whether either it was you said Spike TV. So mm-hmm. I know there was an award show, and they were like neck and neck, and I just everything just felt legit. I mean, it was so many so many great games coming out at that mm-hmm. time and competing with one yeah. another. It was, it was it was awesome, man. That it was, was a good it was time. good to be it was good to be they an Xbox owner back in those days. That year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man! Well, you know what? I remember, like, miss those days. <laughs> remember uh, the first Bioshock? It was a timed exclusive for the 360 for about a year, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Like, Xbox was really heavily invested in that game, and uh, I ju- I just re- remember being in awe. I'm like, damn! Like, there was some really impressive stuff going on visually with the game. Like, your it, like you're playing crashes into the water, you're by a lighthouse, and then you're seeing like all this uh, fire, everything's in flames. You got the water. I was just, even then, I was visually impressed. And that's before you make it to the underwater city. And I just, I love the style and the storytelling in that game. Oh, Not the art design. The underwater the elevator sound. that took you down there. Mm hmm. Like the that Orson Welles, the Orson Welles type style. The, the art design, everything was just perfect. It was that retro futuristic, like just go. sci-fi. It was great, man. I loved it. Loved it. I love that direction. The deco going that on was, that game, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. I love the style. That was the biggest betrayal I've ever experienced in a game. <laughs> oh yeah. You were like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> it was yeah. a great. Game. Uh, just a unique concept altogether. Uh two, Bioshock two, uh, well, you know, it follows in the footsteps of it. it's back in Rapture, but it's uh, I thought it was pretty. I think decent. I skipped it because it Ken didn't do that game. No, he, he didn't. There's a different different game. studio. Yeah, that was 2K Marin. It was an Australian studio that picked it up, and then Irrational Games. Game. Irrational Games was working on uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah. Which is a shame that they shuddered, but apparently, believe it or not, uh, I remember reading up on that. It was Infinite was in a bit of development hell for a little while because they had, if you look at the original concepts for the game, original trailers, and then compare it to like the like six months before it launched, completely like it had like it changed a lot. Like this, the concepts for the storyline and everything still, it worked out good. I enjoyed infinite probably. Didn't it I, sell well? Hmm. Did it sell well? Yeah. It uh, sold pretty well from what I understood, but, uh, they, it, I think the concept change, I know Rod Ferguson <laughs> was working on it. He got them like all into shape and whatnot. And no, it launched it. It was, it was pretty good, pretty good. But and I don't know. After we're shutting down. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was crazy. But it was just something about the original being in Rapture, you know. Just I loved revisiting it. There was just something about the world there. Now, my question is, guys, do you think they'll go back to Rapture for a Bioshock three, or do you think they'll take it in a completely different? Uh, they did. That reality? was the DLC for uh, Infinite. <laughs> I hope they go back. Mm-hmm. Where, where, you, where are you? Where you? Where you at, Jeremy? Montana? Maybe they're gonna bring it to Montana this. Year. <laughs> <laughs> they might uh... Uh, chance. 
Well, what else could they do? Do you think they'd uh, do something, I don't know, in outer space? Yeah, they could make it like in an aquarium and yeah. Go to the moon. You know what? Outer, you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibilities. Um, and it kind of still modern. I don't know how that would work. No, it still kind of fits that realm. I think it, you know, go to the moon. They they did stuff back then, that old that uh, art direction type Orson Welles yeah, thing. I don't know. Remember the cannon with the moon? The little, <laughs> the little bullet in the eye? That was all still there. Like, to me, that's that art direction. So One of these days, Alice. One of these days. Yeah, when... Bang, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> but I, know, I think I'm very curious to see what they'll come up with. It's going to be years from what they're saying. So we're going to have to wait a long time. But I don't know, just something about wanting to go back to Bioshock because I miss that franchise. It feels weird. I mean, we've had like a remastered collection of them, which is all right in my eyes. But just it's weird not having that game series having like some kind of a sequel or new iteration this gen so mm-hmm. it felt great playing in uh you know in uh 60 frames per second that was also with the remasters for sure i'm gonna play it right when they get done here uh-oh Did anyone play the dlc it had multiplayer too i think bioshock 2 was multiplayer i think bioshock from 2 had multiplayer yeah actually mm-hmm. you know what i didn't mind it to be honest with you i thought it, it was like metroid prime when they did multiplayer <laughs> <laughs> no it was like it wasn't anything great but i don't know there was a couple I don't know, I, there was a there was a certain time period of a couple of weeks where i was actually really into it but um yeah i played the dlc uh, well okay i didn't play the infinite uh rapture the one where they go back to rapture yeah yeah i never i never got to that but uh, i would love yeah. to now that i think about it but uh, i just i really want to go back to rapture guys just something about that underwater city i still think that there's so much more to explore there see i need to still <clears throat> i bought the bioshock collection i beat the first one i played it back on the 360 i haven't played the second one on the 360 but on the the remastered collection i need to beat bioshock 2 and i've never played infinite i feel like a fraud oh, infinite oh, was... tim got me tim dog got me to play infinite he was playing it i say it's about two yeah, years he ago start... Yeah, he started. He started. Got he, he went in on it, and it, you know he liked it. He really is really talking he, it up. Mm-hmm. And then Megatron jumped into the fold, and I think he he won. Yeah, the boss I played the 360 version, and then I went and got the the uh, the the, uh, the the was it all three that came out the remasters. Mm-hmm. So I haven't I haven't played that yet, but uh, I've been playing the 360 ones. <clears throat> so they're pretty good. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Now it's making me want to jump back into it. I know, right? No, That's it's what awesome. Microsoft do grab Ken Levine, put him with Compulsion because they have Bio X Bioshocks uh, guys. Yeah, that's right. So, what is weird know, what not now. having Ken Levine working on it in some capacity? So I am kind of worried that way. But I, I'm curious, guys, because I, I just I really want a new Bioshock, regardless. Well, it'd be cool to see because you got to remember the ones we have are all from the 360 era. It'd be cool to see kind of like a rehatching of a great IP um, in today's gaming engines. Oh yeah, just thinking about next gen. Oh yeah, yeah. I just I VR uh, Rapture. 
<laughs> oh, see, that's the only thing. That'd be a game I would definitely get into VR for. If they were like, uh, yeah, coming to you know PC VR, uh, another form of Bioshock, I would love to feel rapture in VR. Those those corridors, like the claustrophobia, looking up and seeing you have to the run water. Away from those psychos. Oh my god! Oh my Kinda god! Like if you played VR RE7, the big daddy chasing after you. Oh, dude! <laughs> yeah. that, dude, there'd be people getting yeah. assaulted yeah. at that point. There'd be assaults <laughs> in the living room on family members because <laughs> somebody comes up on you and you're all of a sudden you get attacked in the game and you're backhanding a kid across the room. They get like a little sister looking at you with those glowing bug eyes in the corner, and then you got like mm-hmm. sp- spider splicers jumping at you. Oh yeah, that. That'd be pretty spooky in VR, not going to (laughs) lie. But anyways, guys, moving on. And this will probably be our last topic. But guys, obviously, it's Christmas time. A very special time of the year where everyone seems, well, a bit more jolly. Well, except for Jeremy, of course. The most wonderful time of the year. And I stand corrected. (laughs) (laughs) And... Yeah, I was just—I kind of wanted us to share some of our favorite Christmas time gaming memories. Just, you know, was there a specific console or game that you guys really wanted that made your day a bit more memorable at Christmas? So, or as a I'll youngster, take, was a, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, yeah, as a youngster for me too. I'm gonna go with Megatron on this one, but I grew up around games, and my father owned a the original ping pong. You know the pong. With the dials, you know, the little dials of the ping pong. And his buddies used to come over, uh, you know, after softball tournaments and stuff like that. So I used to play my dad's friends, and I was hooked on games since then. So from there, uh, you know, I wanted the Nintendo Entertainment System, which came out in 1984, I believe. It was either 84 or 86. I forgot which one it was. Do you guys remember? Mm, no anyway anyway (laughs) so i wanted that and that's what i asked santa for so um you know lo and behold i wake up that morning i woke up like at four o'clock in the morning and you bet your ass i woke my parents up at four o'clock in the morning screaming daddy mommy i was a good boy for christmas look what santa brought me and it was a nintendo entertainment system and at the time uh, you know, it was a pretty big deal to get an entertainment system. And that was my fault. Fa- and my parents still tell me that story to this day to where uh, the time that, you know, they purchased me a Nintendo and the, the look on my face. And I remember exactly going in, even at that age, I remember exactly going into my parents' room and showing them the Nintendo and showing, you know, what I got for Christmas. It was like the most amazing thing ever. Jeremy was 23 at the time. <laughs> yeah. And then, 20, and then two years after that, my father buys me the original Tron. I know you guys remember the Tron arcade machine with the uh, fluorescent lights. I do. I remember. And my, my father bought me the entire thing that he had. And for a couple of years there, I wasn't playing it. And the, the worst thing ever happened. He ended up selling it at a yard sale for $125. Do you know how much that machine's worth now? Probably about $5,000. So I was was fortunate to have had the big giant Tron arcade machine. I had had a couple of them too with um, 
Miss Pac-Man, I had Donkey Kong Jr. But I've owned every system in general. But that was my fondest moment. All right. All right. Megatron, was there one that you wanted to share? I don't have any fond memories other than always still wanting. I didn't um we were broke. <laughs> so mm. I had to rely on my friends for the holidays if they got the uh they got the kids the gifts for Christmas or whatever. And even then they didn't have any uh games or whatever. I don't have any. <laughs> it's a sad story. Um I don't have any uh I didn't have any games. Uh you know, during the holidays, I had a console at NES, but as far as like the holidays came, you know, unless we were renting the game from the store, we didn't, uh, we didn't have a damn thing, bro. <laughs> like it was, mm-hmm. it just wasn't happening. Uh, so. okay. <clears throat> All right. Understandable. Well, I guess I'll get to myself. Uh, when I was getting back into the lobby, like I, there was a time period where I wasn't really, I kind of got out of gaming and Basically, when the PS2 got announced, or sorry, when it was coming out, I was really excited. I was really excited to get back into gaming again. I was looking at the kind of games coming out, and I was like, oh, man, I, I really got to get that. There was a few games that really caught my eye. Uh, one was SSX, that snowboarding game. I was like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. And the PlayStation 2 graphics, I was just like blown away by what they were showcasing. And... At Christmas time, I was asking for it. The thing is, it was it was pretty pricey. The PS2 at the time, I remember in Canada, it was like uh, <clears throat> probably like five fifty, six hundred bucks. Like Holy it was. Shit. Oh no, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah, no, no word of a lie. And I remember on Christmas Day, yeah. uh, this must have been in like two thousand one, something like that. And my grandmother ended up for christmas getting me a ps2 with a, f- a couple of games I-, I was i was spoiled to be honest fire and i got ssx and i was i was thrilled i was playing that for like hours on end and i was just i was blown away by the system and i just i couldn't get away from it i couldn't and when i saw that sucker right under the christmas tree my my eyes were just glowing like they were wide open and i was just so excited and it really it really reignited my passion for gaming again having a ps2 and like really just a lot of fond memories of gaming from just that very day alone because i was just i was really excited not only for christmas day but just the excitement for gaming and the the passion of the hobby that's awesome <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh my God! I'm watching Mixer right now, <laughs> and I'm watching this girl, and she's beautiful. She has a beautiful rack too. But there's this <laughs> dickhead on. <laughs> there's this dick online. He goes, "Let's fuck with Sparks." I'm like, "Oh my, oh God. my gosh, man! Yeah, what a dick!" Oh, anyway, of course, you had to catch it then. I just turned it around. And I see it. It was pretty funny, and people are just. It's dying probably. Out. Jeremy, the one typing it in. <laughs> That's oh my god! No wonder he went so quiet. I don't know. I'm sitting here thinking about everyone's childhood. I must have had a. I've never ever gotten a gift during Christmas with a video that involved video games. That the Even scars. To this are, day, the scar, the scar. Day? Yeah, the scars are coming back to the surface. I'm really like, I'm about to hit the bottle right now after the show. Because oh it's God. like I'm gonna order myself something from Amazon right now and just wrap it, throw it underneath the, the tree, or just go to GameStop and open it because I've never ever in my life 
gotten a gift for Christmas. All right, brother. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send you a rapid. Dude, I feel like Christmas trash gift. right now. I'm really down right now. I'm. I'm, I'm feeling down. Somebody send this guy a copy. You guys of can't Kings see bro right now. I got all of that, but still, you know what? I'll take it and frame it. But I, the tears are rolling. I, I've never got a damn thing for Christmas when it comes to gaming. Feel bad for me, everyone. Subscribe and like. <laughs> I know in uh, 96, I was asking my uh, parents for an N64. And my stepdad at the time, um, I think I happened to see the box. Um, so he, my mom would be working late uh, in the office and he'd whip it out and we'd play it like leading up to Christmas. So it was like a, it was like a hot, I'm not Jewish, but like, it was like a Hanukkah, like you're opening up a gift every day, except it's the same gift, but I was playing (laughs) Mario 64 and just visually when he put that game on the screen, it was just, my mind was blown. I couldn't, it was like, I couldn't conceive like what I was actually playing and watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we put it away each night before she got home so she wouldn't know. And it's funny, I said it to my mom at Easter, I think, last year. He was like, did you ever know that he would whip it out <laughs> every night? Or I guess that sounds weird now. Look at my, look at my buddy went away like, Dragon's TV serious? trying like, to... So upset? <laughs> <laughs> my man went away Dragon TV. It's like, what you need, Megatron? You know what? Get me the original Neo Geo. <laughs> you can find that one. That's like seven grand right there. Buy me the original Neo Geo, and I would feel a lot better about myself. <laughs> You're tripping. You're fucking I'm breaking tripping. this pot. <laughs> <laughs> but that, yeah, that water blew me away in the N64 Wave Race Mario 64. Oh my god! I mean, you know yeah, what? I think I was you like know what? Shockley. Every yeah, week, every week you blow me away, buddy. How about that? Sure. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Dang, that's, that's uh, pretty heavy there. Yeah, I know. Should should we exit the chat and just leave it to Downer and Shockley? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's Christmas time coming up, not Valentine's Day, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I'm the last to kind of go. Um, see, for me, growing up, it was when my grandmother got me a Nintendo 64 with mario 64 and zelda ocarina of time some of my my mm-hmm. best gaming experiences were on that nintendo 64 but for me the most memorable <clears throat> thing that came out of gaming for christmas was kind of like an early christmas present and it's when me and my wife moved here to phoenix we you know we took every dime we had and uprooted ourselves from our where we were living and moved here yeah and we didn't really have anything so for that first year we didn't really buy very much of anything and black friday was coming around and you know i was seeing all these deals on the xbox one because this was uh, this was in 2014 i didn't pick up the xbox one day and date in 2013 i didn't get it until black friday of 2014 Um, and I wasn't even expecting it. I had completely written off buying a console because I knew money was tight for us. And I didn't know my wife had been basically, you know, stashing money away to get me an Xbox One. The only catch is um, I had to sit in line outside of a Target for nine hours to get the console at the price that we had the money for. So that was <laughs> one of the most memorable things for me is when my wife basically came up to me and put the money in my hand and said, go get an Xbox one. 
And nice. you know, that's bless awesome. Her. Yeah, I, I love my heart. wife to death. Yeah, she sounds like quite the sweetheart. Dang. Oh, she takes care of me. She keeps me uh centered. She's my rock. Yeah, you guys game together too, right? Like, oh yeah, cool. we play awesome. Sea of Thieves. We play all sorts. Man of Madame, you guys. I mean, oh, Man of Madame, you guys. You're you're t- you're saying a few shows yeah. back that you guys play together. That's awesome. Yeah, bro. we were uh, gonna play that together. Um, we've played Sea of Thieves. I'm trying to get her into Plants versus Zombies. She's not as hardcore of a gamer as I am, so unless we're playing mm-hmm. together, she, the game that she plays most of the time by herself is Sims Four. Okay. So yeah, she and the funny part is she plays that on the PS4. <laughs> hmm. So while she's on the PS4, mm-hmm. I'm on the Xbox One. All right, it's all good. All right, very nice, very nice. Uh, that's a very touching story, actually. Uh, that's uh, very, very touching stories from uh, from all of you guys. You know, definitely a lot to sh- uh, share about. You know, this time of the year and just you know all our history going back with gaming. Uh, but on that note. I think that about wrapped things up for this episode of TXR. And what a truly fun show it was, guys. Really great chat tonight. Uh, we had who we come at, come in here at the end. Uh, One Away Dragons TV. Thanks for stopping by, my friend. Richard Franco, Z Black Rider, D Black Raven, Saltiest Gaming. Thanks for coming out to the show, bud. Lots of other we got diego shizno elite again lots of great people were here this evening thanks for tuning in guys uh obviously we you know we love the passionate fans from the community that tune in to listen to us if you guys enjoyed the show then definitely share this out and give it a like if you could now on to the outros megatron where can viewers find you handing out presents to all the good boys and girls um, you can find me on Twitter, Megatron underscore one nine seven five, and always on Xbox Live. So hit me up, send a message, and uh, you know, want to invite me to play some games? Um, I'm available. Let's do this. I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Pop too, so you can find me there. Guys, just don't play Sea of Thieves with him. He'll fall asleep, and he doesn't know how to play. So. Yeah. <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah. The there's some, some there's some truth to that but <laughs> <laughs> now he admits it mm-hmm. uh okay centurion where can fans find you uh guiding santa's sleigh oh you guys can always find me on xbox live <clears throat> youtube and twitter at centurion 1307 feel free to send me a subscribe a follow you know, I'm always open to uh, meeting new people. I enjoy hanging out and chatting with the community. Um, and as always, you can find any of my links to any of my social media and YouTube at legionofgamer.com. Fantastic, fantastic. Shock, Santa's favorite helper. Where can fans follow you at, bud? Yeah, you can follow me at Shock Nero on Twitter. Easy Shock on uh, Xbox Live. Um, but thanks for uh, stopping by and listening to our stories. Yeah, and yeah. By the way, Merry Christmas, everybody! I need to say that I keep forgetting that Christmas is literally a couple days away. That's Merry, true, yeah. Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone! Be Happy. safe. Drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. D- uh, don't go d- uh, dipping into that eggnog like Southie. 
Oh boy. <laughs> See, we're we're gonna be going down to my wife's families for Christmas down in our hometown, and it's going to be probably a Jaeger bomber fueled night. Uh oh. <laughs> oh yeah, I know that feeling on boxing day. I'm gonna be heading to my girlfriend's parents' place, and I already know that the uh, the whiskey and the vodka is gonna be coming oh. out, amongst other things. So See, I it's what I mean. We're gonna be in a country town and I am going to be probably more than likely drinking whiskey of some kind and chasing it down with Jaeger bombers. Mm, Oh, come on, man. It's Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you that rum and eggnog. That rum and eggnog combination, boy. That's that's my favorite. <clears throat> I'm going with that this holiday. I'm a little bit of everything. I like my bourbon, I'll admit. But uh, yeah, yeah, whiskey's pretty good. Uh, well, believe it or not, I don't drink whatsoever. I just look like a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You look like you're a member of Duck Dynasty. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeremy. Look, Jeremy. What the hell? You know what? Stop. What's that on your shirt? Who, who's that on your shirt, Jeremy? Bill Murray. Really? This me is the fucking whole time. Bill motherfucking Murray, buddy. Peter Bengman. Oh, you know, I got like his eyes. I can't really see his whole head. So it's That's not coming. Not, it's because my chest is so big that it just crumbles up his oh, face. <laughs> Uh, speaking of which jeremy i know you want to go and watch the nutcracker after this where can people follow you you know what don't say stupid shit like that (laughs) oh come on you know you got an outfit picked out that you're gonna wear watching it all right you guys caught me but anyway (laughs) uh you can catch me on xbox let's try that Downer J, type in Downer Space J. You can find me on Xbox. We'll play because nobody showed up last time. We maybe we could play hey, this I sh- time. I showed up. <laughs> yeah. No, you guys did, but you guys are, you know. Yeah, we're we're just those guys. No, you guys are great. <laughs> uh, yeah, but we'll yeah we'll definitely have more community nights going into the Dude, new year. And, and just to put it out there, Downer dropped me and Invader like a bad habit when the mayor came over. Oh, look at that. Oh, he can't. Well, okay. There, I had an excuse though. There was a party next door. He went to the Christmas party, and I didn't feel like going. I just felt like playing games. But um, he came over just to say hi. I wasn't gonna leave him hanging, and you know, dude, like so, out of nowhere, the chat just ends. He's out of the game. It's like, did, did he like lose the internet power? What happened? <laughs> hey, we made the most of it. We uh, played through. Uh, a good portion of the campaign. So hey, it was pretty fun, Centurion. Um Oh but- no, I had a blast, man. It was, like I said, I haven't played he- Halo Reach before. Are so. we playing are we playing tonight? Let's play tonight. Let's I- play. Let's yeah. play. I'm down. Let's do it. You yeah. guys okay. You guys can I won't be able to make it for uh tonight's, but uh you guys definitely go ahead with that. And I just got to do dinner before that, but yeah, I'll be. I'll, if you guys are on, right, when we'll, I get done, we'll I'll wait look for you. We'll wait for you for five minutes. For five All minutes. right. <laughs> <laughs> Gives me enough uh, time to get my shoes on. Yeah, Jeremy can uh, school some noobs in invasion while you're waiting. Uh, all right, guys, and of course I'm Invader. You guys can find me at my YouTube channel, Invader Gaming, and on Twitter at Invader underscore one nine eight six, and. From the TXR crew, we wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holidays. We're already looking forward to next week's show as we have an excellent interview lined up. Guys, it's been fantastic. You take care, keep safe, and uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week.
Yep. Shiu, Kayunda, yo. Merry Christmas, everyone. Say Merry Christmas. Right. Say it. It's quick. Say it. Merry Christmas. Say Willow. Merry Christmas. What these guys say. She's, she's being Watch shot. that Witcher. Watch that Witcher. <laughs> Are you getting like paid on the 